Amen. Well, I have enjoyed being here, and I want to thank you again for your hospitality and your kindness and generosity and always making us feel welcome. And um, I know that uh, it is good to know that you can go to other places in our great country and know there's people that love God, want to serve God, and uh, it just is a tremendous blessing to me. And uh, the Lord's been so good to us and our family, and, and uh, we would be remiss without just saying thanks to him tonight. And I promise I won't be long here this evening. I really just have a simple thought. If you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 16, again, the, I, I almost asked Pastor Fury if the choir could sing that song again. Well, that's just a great song, but it's just magnifying the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is worthy. Amen. He is worthy. Revelation chapter four and verse number 11 says, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Our very existence is that we might bring glory, honor, and power to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, if the singing a song or preaching a message or holding open a door or just welcoming somebody to church is a way that we can bring glory, honor, and power to his name, uh, it is worth it. And we have sung in the last two days as a family, we have sung more, I bet, than we sang all year. And of course, I'm a pastor and so practice time is, is really valuable and, and it doesn't happen as often. And I know there were some songs some people asked about that... You know, since the boys have grown up and their voices changed a little bit, we just uh, haven't been able to do those and get them reworked. Thank you, son. And uh, so I apologize for that. But uh, anyways, I just want to take a few minutes uh, just to magnify the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is worthy of it. Second, First Corinthians, rather, chapter 16. First Corinthians 16 and verse number 22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. I've always looked at this verse at the end of Paul's epistle here, and I thought, man, oh man, you know, he says, if any man doesn't love the Lord Jesus Christ, a curse on him. I guess that did never shock any of you to think of that, but it did shock me. You know, it's not probably right in the handbook for soul winning 101. You know, you go out and you're witnessing to folks and, you know, people blaspheme the name of our Lord all the time and they take it so lightly and you get talking about things like hell and eternity and heaven and all that kind of stuff. And well, you know, I want to go to hell. That's where all my buddies are. I want to go to hell and have a party with the devil. And everybody makes so light of it and just, you know, it's not really in, you know, the way we're supposed to do things to say, well, you know what? The Bible says if you don't love Jesus, you're cursed. Let a curse be on your head. But folks, think about it. If you didn't know Jesus, what a curse your life would be. Isn't it wonderful to know Jesus? It's wonderful to know him. He is wonderful. Amen. But Paul said, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. And then he says, Maranatha. <laughs> the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. 
Amen. You know, anathema means excommunication with curses. He says not to receive them. It really sobers you up to think about what Paul says here about those that don't love the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to know tonight that I love him. And I'm glad that he loves me. Amen. I love him because he first loved me. There's so many reasons to love him. And I want to leave you with just a few here tonight, reasons why I love the Lord. But let me say, first of all, this evening, that I love the Lord because of the power of his name. I love the Lord because of the power of his name. The Bible says in Philippians chapter two and verse number 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Boy, what an exoneration for the Lord one day when every knee that rejects, every knee that blasphemes, every knee that uses him for nothing more than a swear word, every knee shall bow. I love him because of the power that is in his name. One day, every knee, every rejecter, every person who's despised him will bow their knee. And the Bible says uh, that it would be uh, there in verse number, where was I here? The verse, uh, verse number 10, that every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. You know what? I hope that the day that you see the Lord and bow your knee to him won't be the first time you confess him to be those things. You know, the Bible says that salvation, the Bible says for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. We should never be shy or ashamed or embarrassed to say, he is my Lord. He is my God. He is my savior. And I love the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I love my wife and I love my children and I love my church and, and all of those things, but that pales in comparison to the love that I have for the Lord Jesus, because without him, I would have none of those things. I love him for the power of his name. It says in that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh man, what a day that'll be, folks. Amen, what a day that'll be when every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen, I love him because of the power that I find in his name. You know, it's a name that's carried with it power ever since 2000 years ago when he was born in a manger and the angels on the hillside proclaimed, you know, that there was a savior born this day in the city of David. Amen. His name was proclaimed. The Bible says his fame spread abroad everywhere he went, everything he did, even though there was times when he told those he healed, he said, go back to town, but don't say anything. Don't tell anybody. They couldn't help it. They just proclaimed his name everywhere they went. And when Satan thought he had won by hanging him on a cross, he forgot that Jesus was still in control and what he planned for evil, God meant for good. And when he rose up from the ground, his name was spread abroad. And now we've been left here on this earth, we Christians, amen, to be the light in this world, amen, to be a city that's set on a hill to proclaim the power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there's other names that are being proclaimed. 
Amen. There's many other names of many other gods falsely so-called, but there's no name like the name of Jesus. There's no name that exhibits hope like the name of Jesus. There's no name that gives peace like the name of Jesus. There's no name that gives strength and courage and boldness to live in this world like the name of Jesus. Amen. I love him for the power that is in his name. Look at Romans 8 and chapter 15, uh, chapter 8 and verse 15 with me, if you would. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 15. There's so many reasons tonight to love him. I love him for the power of his name, but that's not all. I read here in Romans 8 and verse 15, he says, For as many, uh, sorry, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You know why I love him? I love him for the privilege of being his son. Amen, that old song, The Comforter Has Come, it says that I, a child of hell, should in his image shine. The privilege to be a child of God. One of my favorite uh, songs to sing is, Oh yes, oh yes. I'm a child of the king, his royal blood now flows in my veins. And I, who was wretched and poor, now can sing, praise God, praise God. I'm a child of the king, praise God. Amen, I'm glad to belong to somebody. One of the worst nightmares I ever had as a child, I still remember it to this day. I dreamed that my mother had gone into the mall and that we, you know, I had gone to the mall with her and that she was trying to lose me in the mall. And you know what? I'm sure that thought crossed her mind a few times during my childhood. But you know, it is a terrifying feeling to think that your parent, the one that's supposed to love you, protect you and guard you is trying to get rid of you. And you know, I remember so vividly in, in that dream that I would, I would come around the end of one aisle and I'd look and I'd see her and she would see me and she'd run the other direction. And there was people from our church in that dream and I would see them in the mall and say, I can't find my mother. And they'd laugh at me. That's a nightmare. I'm telling you what, but there has never been a time, one time that God has said ever that he regretted buying me, that he regretted the price he paid for me, that he regretted shedding his blood for me, amen. I'm thankful for that. I'm sure there's been times since I started pastoring our church, they've regretted it. Amen, I don't know. I, there's lots of regrets in life, but you know what God's never said to me? He's never said, man, I sure regret my decision on you. He's never said that. What a privilege to be God's child. What a privilege, no matter how many times we fail him, he never fails us. Thank God that he, we've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread. Amen, what a God, what a privilege. 
to be his child. You know, I, my mother never tried to get rid of me, amen, but I, I'm just saying, I had good parents. I had a good mom, good dad. They provided for me, you know, clothes and food and a, and a, and a roof over our head and all those things. I had wonderful parents, but you know what? There's no parent like Jesus. There's no privilege like being his child. And you know what? I'm proud of my heritage. I'm glad to be a lake. And you know what? I've done my part. I had four boys to carry on that name. And I'm proud of all that. I'm proud of my heritage and lineage and all those things. But I'll tell you what brings me the most greatest joy is to be able to call my name Christian. Amen. A servant of Jesus Christ. What a privilege to be his son. And I love him for it. Amen. There was nothing in me that he should find lovely. There was nothing about me that should have attracted uh, me to him, uh, but I'm telling or him to me. But I'm telling you what, he sought me out. Psalms chapter forty verse one says he lifted me up also out of an horrible pit and set my feet on a rock. Amen. And established my goings and put a new song in my mouth. Praise the Lord. What a privilege to be his child. Amen. What a privilege. It's been a blessing. You know, we, we had a family in our church and uh, they, they were not able to have children and they were really heartbroken over that. And uh, they were really, you know, discouraged and disappointed about that. And, and they prayed and prayed and, you know, trying to find out, you know, if adoption would work or this or that. And, you know, God, through his marvelous grace, Amen. Has, has made provision for them. They're now have, they now have two children that they're, they're adopting. They're in the process of adoption. And you know what? The, the worst part about it is how long it's taking. You know, they just want to have those children and know that they're theirs and they love them so much. And you know what? It's something that, that, that a man and a woman could meet two children that they'd never known before and just love them like that. And I'll tell you what, that's what God did for me. Amen. When he found me, he just looked there and he just, he, he just, there's nothing that, that he should desire me, but he did. And he loves me. Amen. In spite of myself. What a privilege to be his child. Amen. Can I also say there in Romans chapter eight and verse 16, the Bible says the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know, I preached a little bit about it this morning, but I'm so thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. Amen. That guide and that comforter, that one who never leaves us, that one who's always there, that one that we can uh, rely on to be the voice of our conscience to say, hey, this is what we should do and this is what we should. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And when doubts come, amen, and when storms come and turmoil comes, there's a strong voice in our heart that says, hey, you're a child of God. Amen, I'm so thankful for the presence of the spirit of God. Also for the protection of his wing. Amen. It's a sad verse in the Bible about how he says to Israel, he says, I would have gathered thee as a hen gathers her chicks under his wing, but ye would not. I'll tell you the most beautiful place to live is under the shadow of the Almighty's wing. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What a blessing to live in the protection and shelter of his wing. Amen. And then can I also say, I love him for the pleasure 
to be in his service. I know there's no way I can remember all the words of that song, but you know the, that song, I don't know if you know it here, but it says, I am happy in the service of the king. I am happy, oh, so happy. Amen, not only does he save us, but he gives us something to do for him. Amen, something that'll last beyond this life. And I'm thankful for the pleasure to be in his service. The very fact that anything that we could do, anything we could say, could bring honor, glory, and power to his name is a miracle. And I want to say tonight, I love him. I hope you love him. Amen, I hope you love him with all your heart. I believe the real question in this day and age in which we live that we have to all ask ourselves is, lovest thou me more than these? There's so many things to draw our affection, so many things to draw our attention. The world's calling to us, all the silver, all the gold. Amen, but man, I'll tell you what, do you love him tonight, love him more than these? You know, 87 years, what a blessing for this church, for 87 years. You know why? You know why a church can last 87 years and still be growing and still be flourishing and still be serving God is because there's some people that love him. Amen. They love him more than anything else. They'll overlook the little offenses. They'll overlook the faults and failures of people because they love him. And I'll tell you what, there's something that'll get you through life like none other, and that's just staying in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I am his and he is mine. And remind yourself tonight, you know, it's an anniversary of the church. The church is the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. Is the bride still in love with their bridegroom? Amen. I love him tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. And we love you. And Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us, Lord, to begin to count the blessings. Lord, we could not even begin here tonight. Lord, I pray that we might take a few moments here in this time of invitation. Lord, just to bow on our knees before you. Lord, to declare our love for you. And Lord, it's just so good to be your child, so good to be in your service. Lord, to even be here in this place, Lord, and these people to travel this way and come here. Lord, it's just a privilege. Lord, it's, it's good to be your child. I pray that you bless now in this time. Bless this church with many more years. Lord, may we all remain faithful in the vineyard that you've planted us until you come to take us home. I love you, my Lord, and I pray for your blessing on everything that's left here this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, you come.